The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk. Fires caused by faulty e-bikes and e-scooter batteries have injured 190 people and killed eight people in the UK, with the number of fires more than quadrupling since 2020. That's according to the Guardian newspaper. Overheating lithium-ion batteries are the primary cause, occurring at the rate of at least six every week. And experts warn against buying batteries from unregulated online marketplaces and urge, urge greater precaution when charging. Now, this alarming news comes at a time when Toyota have announced a terrific breakthrough which will produce solid-state batteries with a range of up to a thousand kilometres and a charging time to full of only 15 minutes but we'll be waiting a few years for that. Now I'm joined by a lecturer in the School of Electrical and Electronic Engineering in TU Dublin, Dr Ted Burke. Ted, good morning. Morning Pat. You're not surprised no. by these pictures we're seeing online of explosions. I have to say, I'm not surprised, but, uh, but I am a bit surprised maybe by the rate at which they're occurring. Uh, you know, while I was reading around in preparation for chatting with you, I, I have to say I was a bit taken aback by the frequency of these events, yeah. like in the UK, for example. It's a bit harder to pin down what the numbers are in Ireland, but it's certainly on the radar of the uh, fire services here because I know that they are publishing information, guidance to people to advise them how to use the devices safely. What happens when one of these things explodes? Why is it exploding? So essentially, like any system where you've got a high amount of energy packed into a small physical space, it needs to be handled with care. But in particular, in lithium ion batteries, uh, the structure of the battery uses a liquid, normally liquid electrolyte between the two sides, the two terminals of, or the two electrodes of the battery. Um, and in a case where the battery overheats, which could be due to something like an electrical short circuit where you get a lot of the energy stored in the battery being released in the form of heat that overheats the battery. Some of those elements within the battery itself are flammable and if yeah. they begin, if they ignite, basically the battery structure breaks down and you get a very violent release of the energy that's stored yeah. in the battery. I mean, with your lead zinc old battery that you used to have in your car, still do probably, um, you've got a different kind of electrolyte and you've got a very stable battery really. You know, it's more likely to go flat than explode. Correct. It'll never explode. But this kind of technology uh, is cramming all this energy into a small space. But isn't the problem trying to put the damn thing out if it does go on fire? If, if you one can't of these, use water. Yeah, if a large if a large lithium ion battery really gets going and the, the fire can escalate incredibly fast, they're, they're very difficult to deal with. I mean, like a conventional kind of domestic fire extinguisher is unlikely to really be able to deal with it at all. Fire services even can have great difficulty uh, extinguishing a large lithium ion battery uh, fire. But what you also have is often a situation where you can have a large number of devices together in one place where it can escalate not just from one vehicle, but if you have several vehicles stored together in the same place, uh, that the heat produced by one and they burn at an incredibly high temperature in a very ferocious, intense fire that escalates fast, you know, that can easily spread from vehicle to vehicle. So they can produce events that are very difficult for the fire services even to deal with, certainly for people in their own domestic context, if you have a vehicle that actually gets to the point where it's obviously the battery is malfunctioning or it's heating, producing smoke, anything like that. I mean, get out of the way, get out, stay out. It will explode. I mean, that's what happens. It's it's very likely to explode if it if it reaches that point of thermal runaway. 
it's it's a catastrophic yeah. event for the battery and it can produce a very violent explosion yeah. and intense so, so fire. Why are we getting these fires? I mean, the electric cars have been around for a long time. You've got, you know, the the, the Leaf, which has been yeah. Nissan Leaf for ages and ages. Never heard a report of one of those uh, batteries going on fire. What's different about the e-scooters and e-bikes? Well, it's an interesting question. I mean, firstly, the actual proliferation of lithium-ion batteries over the last 10 or 15 years has been huge, right? So if you compare the numbers from, let's say, in 2010, the total global production of those batteries was probably like 20 gigawatt hours. That would have been for all of the batteries produced in the world that year. Like, we're up to a huge multiple of that now. So the number of devices that use lithium-ion batteries uh, is much higher so you're statistically, you're going to get 50 more. times more actual storage yeah. capacity in this type of battery. So you are expecting to see more events. My own perception of it in the particular case of e-scooters and e-bikes is that they're kind of in whatever I suppose you call it, it's the opposite of a sweet spot in that they are devices that are expensive enough and that have contain a large enough battery for people to be motivated to try to cut costs and maybe sometimes buy from suppliers that are offering lower priced products but they're not expensive enough like an e-car for people to really only want to buy from a reputable vendor. So anecdotally, although it's difficult to see from the released fire statistics, how many of the devices that have gone on fire, how many are from reputable suppliers and how many are not. Anecdotally, what most suppliers will tell you is that a lot of these fires in e-bikes and e-scooters are in devices that have been bought possibly without a CE marking. Maybe they've bought them from... uh, an online and don't get in, in the UK now. The EU. You know, they, they don't have the EU controls that they used to have. Well, that, that's an, yeah, another another question. Um, there's so there's a, there's a number of different issues really associated, like or the reasons maybe why these devices are more likely to be used in a way that they're being used outside yeah. of the manufacturer's instructions. People sometimes might use a replacement charger with a device, uh, which is essentially one of the possible Okay, so, so the battery might require, a, you know, a trickle charge to charge it. In other words, charging at a slow rate so it doesn't overheat. Mm-hmm. Someone plugs in a different charger, which is charging at the wrong rate, at a higher rate for the battery. Yeah, or the at battery, the wrong voltage. At the wrong and voltage, that could, yeah. That could be catastrophic. So, I mean, like really for, in terms of the end user, I mean, the, the advice would be that if you want to buy an e-bike or an e-scooter to get it from a reputable vendor, only use it as the manufacturer recommends. Ensure that the device has a CE marking because that will give you some confidence that it has been properly tested um, and that proper yeah. manufacturing controls have been in place. In now, place I, when I, it was I've made. seen um, video of a, a row of buses in China going up. They were parked, obviously being charged. One yeah. goes up, bang, like a, like a, a small bomb. Mm-hmm. Immediately, 10 seconds later, the next one goes up, then yeah. the next one, then the next one. I think a row of six buses. Uh, there was another picture of people just barely escaping. I think it was in France when a bus with passengers went on fire. Yeah. And again, uh, was a conflagration within within seconds. Um, it, it's a worrying time at this, you know, the yeah. frontier, if you like, of, of uh, the electric vehicle revolution. It really is. And I, I like I think that it needs to be handled carefully as well, both from a regulatory point of view, but also just from point of view of responsible use of the devices, because these devices do have the ability to solve huge problems that we yeah. face as a civilization. So we can't just turn our back on them and say, oh, we're not going to use them. Like these batteries are incredible, what they actually provide us in terms of the energy density yeah. and the ability to actually solve problems like the last mile in public transport, where you're really just 
sure, you get bring a bus your, to everyone's front your, door. Your, but your you scooter won't. on the bus or on the Dart or the Lewis or whatever yeah. service you have, and then the last kilometre you go yeah. I mean, uh, this by is your the personal solution. transport. This is the solution to so many of our problems, right? Yeah. But um, unfortunately, I mean, you're, you're probably aware that um, Transport for London have actually banned the use of these devices or bringing these devices onto the transport network in London in response to some incidents that they've had. you know, yeah. where, where And the other thing about charging, I mean, people mm. are maybe living in apartments. They're bringing yeah. the scooter or the e-bike into the apartment to charge it overnight. Yeah. If anything goes wrong, I mean, that's a catastrophe waiting to happen. Yeah, there's there's an excellent page uh, uh, published by Dublin Fire Brigade where they summarise the advice for people charging these devices um, themselves. Uh, I think it's worth a read if you own a device of this type. So they would recommend not to charge it in the house if possible, but that if you do, it should never be charged in a communal area in an apartment block or something. Because if you've seen the videos of these things exploding, when they go, like you're not going to be able to run past it while it's actually yeah. unpredictably exploding and throwing off bits of... Uh, the other question that we're going to face is um, car parks. Yeah. Uh, if eventually you get a huge number of electric vehicles, which is the plan. Which is going to happen, right? Yeah. Uh, and then you've got to worry about, for example, if your car park is under a department store, mm-hmm. if your car park is under the children's hospital, for example, and yeah. you, you know, do you ban electric vehicles from parking in those places? But your car park is going to only have electric vehicles in time if Indeed. the plan goes according to its design. Yeah. Although, as you, you mentioned, the Toyota breakthrough there earlier, that like really at the root of that is the use of a completely solid state battery. And that's one of the hopes for future development of this te- technology that currently safe use of these batteries is around like quality of manufacture and ensuring good quality controls and using them the way the manufacturers intend. But ultimately coming down the line, there will be versions of this technology or related technologies that are just inherently safer. They won't be using the flammable yeah. Uh, liquid electrolytes. So that's uh, one of the characteristics of the, the recent Toyota announcement. But there's other battery technologies like uh, sodium ion uh, is kind of a, a related family of technologies to lithium ion. And some of the big battery manufacturers like CATL or BYD uh, are actually now beginning to commercialize those battery technologies. They also have address many of the safety concerns around these. But I mean, I think it's important not to not to overstate the danger of this. Like if you look at the statistics, it's not like we're seeing, you know, a a huge number of these events, but we are seeing enough to remind people to just be responsible about how they use the technology. As you say, if if you've won an event, uh, one of these things explodes in an apartment block. Yeah, that's, you know, that's one too many. It's one too many, yeah. And I think you've made a very good point about the car parks. In reality, you know, we are looking at a future in which more and more of these devices are going to be gathered together in one place. So, I mean, it's 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 going the importance of avoiding these incidents is going to increase as the scale of yeah. the number of the vehicles that's that are grouped together. Well, it's increases. A, a fascinating area, but uh, hopefully yeah. the Toyota breakthrough and other breakthroughs which will surely follow uh, yep. will eliminate or reduce dramatically the fire risk. That's the hope. Agreed. Dr. Ted Burke, lecturer in the School of Electrical and Electronic Engineering at TU Dublin. Uh, thank you very much for joining us. The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance. Weekdays at 9am on News Talk.